What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome everybody to the uh, cousin connection podcast. Oh, you're just gonna leave my out our whole. You're just gonna leave out our guest like that. Oh my! Are we didn't even mention the names yet. Oh, sorry. Okay, go ahead. Okay, mate, chill. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name, love? My name's Amir. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> I don't know. You better not take that out. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make that. I'm in me mom's car. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> I'm in me mom's car. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. My name's Amir. My name is Sarah. And my name is Nabat. Yep. We got Nabat back to back episodes. Terms. Two terms. Two terms. Two terms. It's not like we're recording on the second day. You know, this is that audio podcast magic. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm talking like that. <laughs> Okay, so on today's episode, we are going to be talking about uh, a somewhat serious topic, but you know, let's try and put a little spin on it. Uh, we're going to be talk- we're going to be talking about body positivity and the body positivity movement in general. Um, so I think um, I don't know where to really start with this. I guess I should really start with like maybe where this movement started or where it kind of stems from. Mm. And, it, and I, I believe it stems from uh, social media. And there was like a rise where just like all you saw on Instagram or all you were being influenced by were like super ripped people with like abs, skinny, looked a certain way. Like just there's that, there's that like typical. Instagram in, body. Yeah. It's, there's a reason like the term Instagram model, when you, th- when you hear that, you immediately jump to think like of that typical super slim waist, super slim like model essentially. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of people, um, it wasn't it, it. It made a lot of people feel like um, bad about themselves. They, yeah, bad about themselves, and uh, they were like, you know, 
maybe that they're wrong to look the way they were. They didn't like the way they looked because they didn't look like that person on 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 the social media site. Yeah, and it led to a lot of people growing up with like body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. and and um, a lot of like negative mental uh, anguish related to how they look and what their weight is and all those kind of things. Mm. Um, and yeah, so and and then from that grew the body positivity movement which in, in hopes of like combating that? yeah in hopes of combating that growing rise of like um people feeling bad about how they look essentially yeah and uh yeah it's really grown into like something big to where now it's almost seen negatively to kind of have that typical uh body type of course it's still out there and it's still kind of like the mainstream kind of way to look mm. but uh i feel like it's really started gaining a lot of steam now where people are like you know how you look even almost like people are celebrated for looking super different if that makes sense yeah yeah yeah, and like um and there's both negatives and positives to that we kind of want to explore that um but maybe we should get back to the whole idea of like body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. that's really came out of that and i feel like have you ever experienced yeah so my experience with body dysmorphia it's so crazy because i would have never but the thing is is that like it wasn't for me it sort of stemmed from social media oh but it not at the same time because like as you guys know i've been working out for a long time in my life and i mentioned this in the last podcast too but like when you start working for when you start working out for a long period of time Mm -hmm. you follow certain people on social media Mm, to get tips and stuff to get tips and stuff and i wasn't really working in like bodybuilding so i wasn't I, i didn't actually really drive have a drive to get that like bodybuilding kind of look where you're like chiseled muscles and everything but after a while of working out even the people who weren't super chiseled they still had like a certain body type you're like i've been working out for like five years now why don't i look like that why don't i have these huge Mm. muscles why can't i and it and why can't i lift as much as they do oh am i getting loud my bad um (laughs) let me pull this away a little bit but yeah, like, why am I not getting as uh, big as I'm like, what, what am I doing to kind of fail? Like, and then you start mm-hmm. like nitpicking little things like, oh, maybe your, your gut sticks out a little bit more. Your legs aren't as big as they should be. So like, it's kind of weird because it works the opposite way. Usually body dysmorphia is like, you're, you feel like you're, you're too big and you want to get smaller. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, I was a little smaller in certain years where mm-hmm. I wanted to get bigger. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted bigger legs. I wanted bigger, uh, like chest. Like I just the want pectacles. my arms. Yeah, my my pecs weren't like. Is it pectacle? Your, your pecs, your pectacle. What the hell's a pectacle? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was called. <laughs> you can tell you failed that biology or, or what is that body uh, class? Or <laughs> we literally had someone here who's like studied. In, is it in not called a pectacle? <laughs> <laughs> I sound so stupid. Uh, your pecs yeah I, I, I think there's a long word for it, i thought it was a, i thought pecs was a short form uh it is it, uh, what is the full yeah. word pectoral you know? yeah, oh I think pectoral. pectoral i was close okay okay i See, redeemed you're myself too look at you my bad see i'm just saying all right all right but yeah um mm-hmm. so there are certain things you kind of like start to be a lot more nitpicking it wasn't mm-hmm. severe it wasn't like i was super down on myself for it mm-hmm. but it was definitely something i had to be I wasn't aware of it at first and I had to be more aware of it and make myself aware of it. Yeah. And that, and I sort of became more aware of it because people, other people started speaking about it and like commenting on your body. You mean? Yeah. Commenting on it. But I feel like you, a lot of people were like, Whoa, Amir's ripped. 
But that's the thing. Like your idea ripped is very different from what my idea ripped is. Yeah, right? For yeah. me, my ripped is like your 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 arms are at least like sixteen inches. Oh my god! Your your chest is like perfectly square, and and it it, it was both a negative thing and also positive because it did make me work a lot harder to get to those areas and i did get to a lot of those goals that i wanted even though it was kind of like it had like a negative uh motivation behind it mm-hmm. of trying to look a certain way so i can look like those people on instagram but because you're so miskeen you never actually like showed it off like you didn't become an instagram model no i don't i don't like i don't <laughs> like showing off too much and the thing is because i'm not a bodybuilder to begin with if i was to go on instagram and like do influencing when it comes to working out i would yeah. probably be more centered around powerlifting which oh. is just like how heavy of a weight can you lift in either bench press deadlift or squats but that no that wasn't what you were trying to do was it? no that's what i was trying to do i was oh, trying to lift more weight essentially and oh. also it was kind of more like a power building they call it power building where you're kind of mixing uh both um bodybuilding and powerlifting oh um so you're trying to like sculpt your body a certain way but also be uh, able to lift a lot of weight mm. it's kind of hard to find that balance and that's where mm-hmm. i kind of struggled a lot mm-hmm. um but of course now because the gyms have been closed for a year i've kind of been just working on like just more maintaining yeah maintaining like more bodybuilding movements because that's the only choice i have i don't have extra weights mm. to add right um <clears throat> but the pos- the body positivity but bos- the body why am- <laughs> is it so hard for me to say that <laughs> the body positivity movement mm-hmm the one positive I really like that about it is that it exposed, at least in the the fitness realm of side of Insta- Instagram, is that a lot of things you see are not the real- reality of the situation. Yep. Like, um, this kind of goes back to like the whole thing that we spoke about two episodes oh, ago. Oh, yeah. About- actually, we already covered this sort yeah. of. So you can kind of go back to that. But also, I'll repeat it here is that like it all comes down to like lighting. Yeah what they ate that day, what time they took the photo, what the wor- the pump they had before the workout. So a lot of the things you see on Instagram are not the reality of the situation. And if mm. you keep that in mind, mm-hmm. it can it, 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 it um, can really quell a lot of those negative thoughts you might have and, and not lead you down the route of body dysmorphia. Um, Do the guys that you, like, I'm assuming you follow, like, guys mm-hmm. for workout tips and stuff. Yeah. Because I know, like, a lot of the girls, like... Uh, women who work mm-hmm. out and have workout tips like they actually post pictures of like them before breakfast and after yeah. breakfast to show the bloating to see like yeah. it's, to show that it's normal mm-hmm. do guys that you follow do that well that's the thing now the people that i do follow on instagram are more like they're not super like they're all bodybuilders they're, they're all average. powerlifters, so they're average they all have guts Mm. They, they of course they do try and like have certain body types, but yeah. so they'll joke around and like squeeze their stomach fat together and like show it in a photo, or whatever. Yeah. So I think seeing that side of it, whereas they're not taking it seriously, really helps in general. Mm. Um, yeah. So that that was my kind of introduction to it and my experience with it, I guess. Uh, so I want to know, like, do you guys have any experience with body dysmorphia in general or? uh no anyone who doesn't huh yeah who doesn't like <laughs> mm-hmm. honestly who who like mm-hmm. um i think i mean i do i'm gonna speak for myself mm-hmm. and you know you can you can speak too but a hundred percent and and it, i notice it more when like have you ever looked back at old photos and mm-hmm. i was like oh my god i was so skinny and i remember that time mm-hmm. thinking i was like the fattest person in the world mm-hmm. and you feel so uncomfortable in your body and mm-hmm. like 
it's so sad because I remember like I would I could have been so happy at those times and yeah. I looked great and I and it just it sucks. Mm-hmm. Um and trying to change your mind from like I, I I used to always say that sometimes like when 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 I look in the mirror I feel like I'm looking into a fun mirror like mm-hmm. as in I'm bigger than I really am. Yeah. And that also translates into clothes. I remember I was shopping with your sister like years ago. Mm-hmm. And everything that I picked up was like always three sizes too big. And she's like, what is wrong with you? Like you're already mm-hmm. short and petite. Like, why are you trying to drown in your clothes? Yeah. And I was like, so it can fit. And she's like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, let's get like clothes that actually fits you. Yeah. Um, and, and, and even like, I think for women, it's body dysmorphia is kind of different from how go- it is for guys. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, your specific situation might not yeah. be the same case for every single guy in the world. Yeah. You know, you're just speaking on your situation, experience, but yeah. yeah, your experience. Um, but yeah, I would say I, I, <laughs> I've had it. I'm still mm-hmm. living through it now too. And, uh, has the, has the positive body positivity movement helped with your experience with it at all? Like, uh, have you taken in what they're saying and, and been more comfortable with yourself and all that? Not really. No? Yeah. It hasn't had an effect on you? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> hey, what's your experience with it, Nabatia? Would you want to like kind of dive into that? Um, so like similar to what Sada said, mm-hmm. I had I have body dysmorphia in both directions. <laughs> 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 so like when I was in high school I was mm-hmm. always like the bigger person. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't like crazy big, right? Mm-hmm. So like Again, it was just like I always thought I was so much bigger because like, yeah. everyone else around me was so much mm-hmm. smaller, right? And like I, like you know, you get your insecurities, whatever. And I like mm-hmm. remember like deleting every picture I've ever. <laughs> had. Yeah, I know those ones. Do like, I still got? I still got a lot of photos from when we were younger. So if you guys ever need them, <laughs> yeah. Like there was a point when like you could probably not find a picture of me on Insta on Facebook. Instagram mm-hmm. wasn't around then, <laughs> but like on Facebook, yeah. I like I. I was very insecure with myself and then I started mm-hmm. getting comfortable yeah with who like with my body mm-hmm. to the point where like I was gaining weight and I always thought like I'm not as big as like mm-hmm. like what I what the scale says or yeah. something right mm-hmm. so I would like I would just kept gaining weight and like in the mirror when I looked at myself I always thought I was smaller than I was actually I actually mm-hmm. was yeah mm-hmm. and it wasn't until like I started seeing myself in pictures and i was like am i really that big Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like obviously like it got me to a place where like i'm obviously like i'm overweight and like i'm plus size now Mm -hmm. but like i've gotten to the point where um yeah i guess the body positivity movement it's like i'm very comfortable in with um in my body now like Mm -hmm. regardless of the size like i've accepted who i am Mm -hmm. and like i know like um areas that like obviously like i could get more healthier yeah Mm. but i'm not like drowning in like my insecurities now like i'm so much more comfortable in Mm -hmm. who i am now compared to like when i was a smaller size like Mm -hmm. i'm like uh, so many people like try to say like oh like plus size women should they shouldn't be happy about how they look because Mm -hmm. like people say that yeah like yeah they say like you're you're unhealthy you're not but like size doesn't make you healthy there are a lot of people who like eat healthy all the time and they Mm -hmm. exercise like a good amount and they're still big and Mm -hmm. i'm telling you there's a lot of skinny people Mm -hmm. who eat junk food all the time and they're (laughs) Mm -hmm. barely exercise and they just have a metabolism that's Mm -hmm. on like 
a thousand that they <laughs> yeah. just never gain any weight yeah mm. so like what you look like does not define health it's like your lifestyle defines what um how that if you're healthy or not so mm-hmm. um i've gotten to the point where like i mean i eat most of my meals are healthy and everything mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i'm not like an healthy person just because i'm a plus size person Mm -hmm. you know Mm. so like right now i'm more like comfortable in like my body Mm -hmm. and obviously like i want to lose weight and stuff but just for my own health Mm -hmm. not just because like that's what society thinks. yeah it's not like you're feeling pressure outside pressure to do it yeah like Mm -hmm. now i'm like so comfortable you always see me taking pictures and Mm -hmm. everything stay confident and slay thank Mm you (laughs) (laughs) i remember that that's my slogan exactly (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so that's where i am Mm -hmm. okay and uh yeah so and I, i feel like um I feel like our initial introduction to body smorphia unfortunately comes from the people that we live with mm-hmm. and like mom I've, and dad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, like we can say like our, our parents, unfortunately, like they have an idea of what is healthy and like what's a healthy weight. And I've seen it in my own home. I've, I've been the person to point it out and other people, of course, I don't do that anymore Yeah, because now I see the ramifications of mm-hmm. doing, pointing out things like that because a lot of times a person is aware of it. Yeah. Um, and it's up to them whether or not they're going to do anything about it. You shouldn't be giving your opinion, at least unwarranted opinion on whether what their weight is or what they look like in but general. It's also, it's also dangerous to do that to kids because that's what yeah. I like. It sticks with you. Just yeah. in general, not even just to kids, but uh, like a lot of people don't realize like just eating unhealthy does not make you overweight or whatever Mm -hmm. like there's so many like so many people have health conditions that cause them to thyroid conditions yeah yeah and like you don't know what that person is going through to Mm -hmm. to say like oh you're overweight or you're underweight you should be able you shouldn't be like you should be doing something about it Mm -hmm. yeah they're, they're, they're usually pointing out the the uh symptom when they're not really seeing what the cause of that is like sometimes someone being overweight is a symptom of something else going on in their life. Like maybe yeah. they're binging because of some mental, yeah. uh, something that might've happened to them. Right. Yeah. Um, we actually have a saying in our, mm-hmm. in Harari mm-hmm. where if you gain weight, they'll say like, takahalesh or takahalesh, which means like, Oh, you've gotten comfortable. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like what you trying to say? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and I, and they, 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 it's a backhanded. It is a backhanded. A yeah. 100% yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. You know what you should say to those people now? What? you too <laughs> i'm just kidding but unfortunately like because of those early comments when a person is a child like mm-hmm. if they're over when they're a child mm-hmm. even when that even if that person does choose later on in the life mm-hmm. to lose weight mm-hmm. because of those comments that were made in their early life even if they're at a healthy weight like they look like like any you know they're they they they've lost a significant amount of weight mm-hmm. they'll still think that they're overweight to the point where it becomes dangerous and actually can go the opposite way where people might fall into like um, anorexia anorexia or bulimia mm-hmm. or uh, other uh, eating disorders like that. Yep. So you have to be very careful about how you uh, speak to people. I, I know we made our last, po- last podcast about like hijabs and mm-hmm. how you speak to someone in that way and how you address that issue. It's just in general, just be kind. Yes, exactly. Like, I, I, first of all, this this topic really gets me mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm gonna be mad in this episode no, you'll be fine. just warning y'all from now <laughs> mm-hmm. but why do you have to make it your business to comment mm-hmm. on somebody else's body mm-hmm. like 
I'm pretty sure your um, body mass index isn't under 6%. Mm -hmm. So you should not be speaking. Mm -hmm. Even if it was, you should still not be speaking. By the way, the the BMI is not a good indication. No, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And it's not even like it's one thing for your parents to Mm -hmm. comment on it. Mm -hmm. Our parents, at the end of the day, they will always mean well. Yeah. Yeah. Their delivery might suck, but they'll always it's not my parents that get to me mm-hmm. it's the other people mm. like random answer uncles mm-hmm. like well, why are you commenting on my weight for yeah for real though like why they, even if they mean well like why is this is is me being too skinny or too big that much of an issue mm-hmm. to you like am i eating up all the food it's in always your house? funny it's always funny when i see an aunt doing it who's like more overweight than the person <laughs> they're telling you to <laughs> sorry is that right <laughs> i'm just saying i'm okay okay let's just move away <laughs> no but it's just like Mm -hmm. they don't realize how much exactly what you guys were saying Mm earlier like you don't know why this person looks the way that they do whether they're skinny or because i've heard both Mm -hmm. where someone says oh you're too skinny Mm -hmm. it doesn't look good on you yeah or oh you should probably lose some weight like you'd look so much prettier Mm -hmm. if you did yeah and and it really does lead to a lot of um mental health issues and and physical like disorders mm. that they people don't realize how that small comment they said because the thing is is that when when you're secure about anything yeah if someone even like suggests something towards yeah. that insecurity it blows it up so much more and can lead to down to like some negative rabbit hole where you get started getting depressed mm-hmm. like even the smallest comment can trigger something right so you have to be very careful about how you speak to people mm. especially when you're pointing out something that if you yourself were in their situation you you would know that you would be insecure about it you should probably shouldn't mention about mention it at all especially physical traits at all yeah in general um and i and about you kind of touched on it where uh out of the body positivity movement came the health at any size movement um which is now it, it started off positive but it's now it's a very it's a very toxic community yeah at least i feel where unfortunately, like, so this health at any size idea essentially mm-hmm. means like no matter what weight you are, mm. uh, you can be healthy. And it's only so far you can get to where you can be healthy. And now it's gotten to the point where there are people, social media influencers who are morbidly obese. Mm-hmm. When I say morbidly, I'm talking about like 400 plus pounds where they can it actually affects their movement. Yeah. And there's no way like... Mm-hmm. anything in excess is yes. not good yeah any anything excess like there is an acceptable level to where you say okay this is a, a you're fine to you know it, it, you can still be positive even at that way you can still be positive about yourself yeah where you don't feel negative but when you start saying that i am healthy yeah at these weeks that's where i start to start to kind of like um get it gets to get a little iffy like you're like okay yeah it's a little sus "Mm, are you though and unfortunately the toxic side of that is that there are people who are morbidly obese and they Mm -hmm. see this and Mm -hmm. it's starting to affect their their health because they say they're healthy at first but eventually something kind of comes up um and then when they try to lose the weight Mm. that community that they built up starts to work go against them and say like because they feel betrayed they feel betrayed essentially yeah Yeah. because um at least in america like there's this this abundance this excess of like everything so there are a lot of people who are uh in that category of like morbidly obese but that's a whole other topic it's more more so of like um being quote-unquote healthy or being slimmer mm-hmm. 
not only does it like it's not only just your activity but it's also the food that you consume yeah eating healthy is so expensive so it's just oh actually to- i'll get to that later on okay, i'll get fine, to that fine. okay we gonna save it we'll cap um, it for now yeah so that's just something i was really annoyed by when it came to the uh health at any size movie it started off as something positive where people were saying you know you can be healthy at whatever size you are but we have to also address the fact that at certain weights it, it, it start it can start to impede other parts of your life mm-hmm. and i guess what you define healthy as it, it, it has some play there but over generally mm-hmm. like if you're in that category of morbidly obese then you're not going to be healthy for a long period of time, if that makes sense. Do you guys agree with me there? Do you disagree? Like, what what is your opinion there? Um, I mean, it depends on what people see as being healthy. Because mm-hmm. um, if you were really living a healthy lifestyle, mm-hmm. you would probably lose the weight if you yeah. were morbidly obese. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, it's like, what is healthy to them? You know, like maybe like... I don't want to make it like an assumption because mm-hmm. just because overeating is not the only reason people like gain weight. But mm-hmm. let's say for someone, if they drank like five bottles of Coke a day, mm-hmm. right? And then they go down to one. Is that what they're considering healthy? But that's how you start. I know. But I'm saying like what is defined as healthy is what I'm trying to say. Like mm-hmm. if they're saying that they're healthy, how are they determining Well, that? the way that they determine, at least what I've seen, what they determine as healthy is essentially when you go to the doctor and the doctor says, oh, yeah, your your blood work is fine. Oh, like they don't have any like conditions caused yeah, by Yeah, they don't have obesity. any conditions yet that are caused by obesity yet. Uh, and the reason I say yet is because it's almost like it, it's almost like it's an eventual thing. Eventually, something is going to give, at least I feel that something is going to give there are maybe some people like we're talking about the one out of 1 million who are in that class weight class and can still live well my idea of what living is different but like they still uh exist and are able to kind of you know live their life you really just a big <laughs> you didn't even Sorry, want to say guys. they're living a normal I'm life. a little biased but still you know um but yeah, they're still able to live like a full life. Essentially, they're able to live till they're, you know, 60, 70, whatever you call it, consider a full life. But that's like the exception to the rule. Generally, it's not it's not going to last. It's not long term, at least in my opinion. Mm. Um, and a lot of the influencers who are in that group, they, they eventually learn this and they try to lose weight. And that's when they lose those followers to the point where like some of them don't lose the weight. Or choose to ignore the issues that are starting to come up in their health because they fear the reaction from their followers. That's messed up. Yeah. And I've been seeing, because I follow this guy called uh, Obese to Beast on huh. on YouTube. Mm. Um, I love those types of stories. Huh? I'm like, damn, yeah. that's motivating me. <laughs> he, was, he was like, what, 500 something pounds? Whoa. And now he's like in his uh, 190 or something. <gasps> and, and the thing is that a lot of that, because... Unfortunately, the issue is that when you when you gain that much weight, you your skin becomes stretched. So he lost a lot of weight, but a lot of that extra skin is kind of left over. Excess skin. Exactly. So uh, even even whatever weight he is now, I feel like a lot of that is kind of like because of the excess skin he still has. But he's part of the also the body positivity movement. So Mm. he chooses not to get rid of that skin to prove that no matter what you look like, you can still I know you're making a face right now like. He's doing that just because of the supporters? I think, I know, I think he's doing it for himself. 
but uh you know at the end you don't know what someone's intentions are uh maybe he feels maybe he feels like he wants to get rid of it because he now he made it a thing he made it a thing where he's not going to lose it he's not going to take it off so but you know he can change his mind i feel like he's one of the people who might be able to change his mind on it um yeah so he's the one who's actually pointing out a lot of these things that i'm now learning about so it's not like i'm coming from an uninformed side is like this is someone who used to be obese Mm -hmm. is no longer obese or or morbidly obese and he's calling out a lot of this negative negativity and toxicity that's coming out of that health at any size movement and and it's kind of connected to the body positivity movement but it's almost uh it's almost like body positivity is in the middle and they're like the far left if that makes sense i think it's because like if these influencers it's sort of similar to like I know I keep referencing the last podcast, but Mm -hmm. the last episode. But if you, quote unquote, become famous for a specific thing, Mm -hmm. just like if you're a hijabi influencer and you take off your hijab or if you're um, a body positivity or health at any size influencer and then you lose a whole bunch Mm -hmm. of weight. The people that followed you because of that one thing and you now don't have it anymore, Mm -hmm. they're going to feel betrayed and they're going to feel like, well, you know, you're a sellout, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, that's the toxic side of the body body positivity movement that uh, i've been seeing a lot of and i kind of wanted to bring out here and get your opinions on it um so the next thing is i wanted to kind of get into is where do you so let's say you're you're overweight and you want to get healthy where do you start or where do you start um by calling probably, you huh? yeah. <laughs> by calling you because <laughs> like i do get that a lot mm. like there are people always telling me like hey where do i start what do I do? Really? Huh? Yeah, like you guys do the same yeah. thing to me. No, but I, yeah, <laughs> like, true. oh, we're gonna go on a run with you. <laughs> we're gonna go on a walk. <laughs> I was like, yo, train me, <laughs> yeah. make my meals. <laughs> but the thing is, for me, is that um, I think even Nabat mentioned it. Like, if you're just living a healthy lifestyle, eventually yeah. that weight will come off. Mm. Um, but just one thing that everyone should know is that your body is it. It's it's simple math. So your body uses a certain amount of calories to burn a day. So let's say just by living, just by breathing and being alive, you burn like 1,500 calories a day. This is for a guy. For girls, like it might be low or whatever. Mm. And then uh, if you account for like the walking around and moving, you burn like an extra 400 calories or 500 calories. Uh, so already that's your, let's say you're at 2,000 calories. So if you eat less than 2000 calories that day or for like a week mm-hmm. you're call you're in a deficit you're seeing something called a deficit yeah so essentially your body will lose weight mm. because if you're putting if you're less. taking in less than what your body is putting out just the simple math of it there you're gonna lose weight mm. and um if you're eating more calories so you're eating like 2500 calories versus a 200 that you're burning 2000 you're definitely gonna gain weight right Right. uh but usually a lot of people they tend to kind of like plateau at a certain level where they're eating just amount as what they're just like where their uh weight is just enough to kind of uh not gain or lose weight or Mm. it kind of bounces over the week Mm. and i feel like that's where a lot of people are so let's say you want you just want to get started Mm -hmm. um the first thing you need to do is just get moving i feel like everybody just we live in a society right now. I feel like that's such a <laughs> generic thing to say. We that's live how in a you society. Start your <laughs> <laughs> we live in a society, society. <laughs> and right now where like we live such a 
we live so sedentary like we don't move around a lot mm. as much as we I used mean, to COVID happened honestly but the thing is is that like as humans like in the past we'd naturally we didn't stay inside all the time we were always outside you know mm. we, we had huts where we lived in like one room and we would go outside and we would do whatever work field work we were doing or a lot of the work we used to do back in the day is um physical stuff and you'd be moving around all day and because of technology these days and like how things have changed we're not doing that anymore but our bodies are still kind of built for it Mm. so you should sort of feed your body in that way and it will you will start to see the effects almost immediately so the first thing i tell people start doing is just start going on a walk every day that's like the basic thing you should do yeah just start walking if you want to track yourself I feel like a great motivi- mo- great motivator Sorry, is getting like a, a smartwatch. Because mm-hmm. smartwatches, they track everything you do, right? And the big thing that I check for is steps. And you can give yourself a goal. You can be like, okay, uh, let's say you get the watch or you can even use your phone. Yeah. Your phone can actually count your steps as well. And let's say before you even start going walks, you realize you're only taking like a thousand steps a day. Mm-hmm. Let's say you say minimum I should get is 2,000 steps a day. Mm-hmm. And then for that's maybe like a 10 minute walk. And then the next month, you're like, okay, I want to get 3,000, mm. then 4,000 until you get to about 10,000 steps a day. Mm-hmm. And I feel like 10,000 steps a day should be like a good number for everyone to kind of hit. And in total, I think 10,000 steps, if you, um, to get that in a day is like maybe a one hour walk, something like that. Because you also have the steps that you're also taking uh, throughout the rest of the day, right? Right. Um but even if that's too much, you can always go to 7,000. But just start somewhere. If you yeah. want to start anywhere, I feel like walking is a big thing. Just to get your body moving because your body will naturally start to burn calories when you're moving. And the next thing is to kind of be more aware of what you're eating and what you're putting into your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of goes into the routine that I kind of wanted to mention last time where like having a routine really helps. Because if I ask you guys like, uh, what did you eat? throughout the whole week could you guys tell me every single meal yeah how many calories were in each meal that kind of thing no i can't tell you calories would you tell me i'm not counting calories <laughs> i can tell you what i ate though mm-hmm. yeah i can tell you what i ate i can't, can't tell you the calories. okay so uh counting calories i feel like if you at least want to get onto this like healthy journey where you're losing mm. weight or just just be more w- to be to learn i'm mindful of them but yeah. i don't count them because i did it once and it was like almost obsessive mm-hmm. and it just wasn't good for me so i stopped so this is this is what i wanted to like yeah add or interject yeah. for what you were saying so i think part of um like if you want to get healthy and stuff mm-hmm. is um finding what your bad habits are so mm-hmm. For everybody, it's not going to be eating or it's not going to be like exercising. Like mm-hmm. there's obviously different, like maybe it's your stress levels, like whatever it is. Yeah. So I think first it's like finding out what um, is causing you to like gain weight or be underweight, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but also like <laughs> there was one part you were saying um, you have to like, if you're in a deficit, then you will lose weight. It's not always true because that's the life I live. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I've gained a lot of weight because of it. And I'm someone who under eats. I basically eat for survival. Mm-hmm. And that has been my cause of me like gaining weight over the years. It's just the fact that I, I don't eat enough. But do you think that could be because in order to balance for the fact that you're not eating a lot on one day, you might eat more on the other day and it depends mm-hmm. on what you're eating? 
no so Mm -hmm. for like from what i've learned over the years is that like when you're not eating enough like your body is in survival mode Mm -hmm. so you're just everything you eat just stays in your body so like yes i eat mostly healthy meals Mm -hmm. but there's like if i'm not eating a healthy meal yeah then like all of that is like staying with me there is there is some truth to that because if you if you don't eat a lot of food your metabolism will slow down as well so you won't burn as many calories so that calorie count thing that i was mentioning yeah if you're not eating a lot if you eat too little then your body won't burn as many calories in that day if that makes sense so like what you will you a normal person may burn like uh, a thousand calories in that day you would only burn like 500 so it would take a lot less for you to kind of go over that limit if that makes sense Yes, but then it's like, mm-hmm. how do you calculate that? You know what I mean? It's like, because the calculator is so, like, it's a generic number. Yeah. It just checks your height and your weight and whatever. And it. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, like, I'm, I've been through so many different yeah. types of, like, diets and strategies of trying to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think it's more of, like, I know what works for me now. Yeah. So, like obviously, like, I need more discipline to yeah. stick with it. But I know how to lose the weight. It's just... I don't yeah. do it. <laughs> and I think that's the the word that you just mentioned is something you'll never hear me mention when I'm telling someone to get healthy is diet. First thing, anyone listening to this, never go on a diet. I'm telling you right now, diets they they work maybe for some people, but generally they don't work. They're not a long term solution. They're not a long term solution. They don't build good habits either. Mm. Because if you try and diet and go on a certain diet, if you won't the the goal is to build habits build good habits good healthy habits and going on a diet where you kind of have to micromanage what you're eating for a certain amount of time it it doesn't work because like you don't want to micromanage for the rest of your life you want to kind of get to a comfortable level where you kind of like eye things and be like okay this is how much i'm gonna eat this day this is what i'm gonna do but yeah eating is i think that's also the big step so that's what i was gonna mention next after you're like walking and you're kind of getting moving you don't even need to start working out. You just need to be more aware of what you're eating. And I know it's it's going to take work. Like, if you're not yeah. willing to put in the work, uh, then, like, you've already failed at the journey <laughs> of losing it. Right. So, I always suggest people to download an app called, like, MyFitnessPal. Yeah. Because MyFitnessPal, you can kind of, it has almost everything that has, anything that has a barcode, it can you can find it in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also find it in some fast food shops, too, like, what their calories are. And it gives you a general idea of how much calories are in there and what the protein content and calorie and carbs content. But you don't have to worry that worry about that now. You just need to worry about calories in general. But if you use that just for a week or two, mm-hmm. just tracking what you're eating for a week or two, it'll give you an idea of what you're eating and putting into your body. And you can kind of from that build some type of plan mm-hmm. and maybe take out the things because you might not know that that one thing you thought was like a small sandwich maybe is like maybe you thought it was like 100 calories turns out to be five six hundred yeah. like i remember i used to go to starbucks like as my treat every once in a while i would go to uh starbucks and get the white chocolate mocha or something oh like my that God, you used to get that drink yeah i don't is know it- i got it once with like Sabri when we were in philadelphia and i just really liked it <laughs> but um I Those thought it Starbucks was maybe like one or two hundred. Yeah, I thought it was one hundred to two hundred calories. I found out that one drink has six to seven hundred calories. Well, probably the, the medium size. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So you don't realize that the small things can actually be a lot larger. And a lot of people, 
unfortunately they drink their calories so yes. uh I, th- I also tell people a lot of times to uh first thing to do is get all the snacks out of your house if you want if you want a snack go and buy it but only buy that one snack and that's it because i want you i'd rather you go to a store and buy like a reese's bar yeah then go to the store and buy a bunch of bags of chips to have in the house because then that's more temptation to eat more calories over time Mm -hmm. um but overall you want to build good habits yeah and and you want to do things that you know you'll be consistent with so i think the 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 best way to do it is like exactly what you said start small make one small change yeah make make small changes mm, over time yeah and i think they say it takes like three weeks to build a habit or something so yeah Three weeks to build a habit, uh, three months to change a lifestyle. Exactly. So, wow. And remember, this is like a lifelong journey, right? Yeah. Oh, I was sorry. I, I forgot. I was mentioning the MyFitnessPal thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. So, <laughs> My with MyFitnessPal, um, you can put in what you're eating, kind of just search for roughly what you're putting in there. I know it's going to take some work, but the, if, you, if you really want to uh, live a more healthier lifestyle and in mm-hmm. the, in the in the process also lose some weight with it it helps to know how many calories you're putting into your body or for some people who want to gain weight it helps to know how much calories you're putting in your body so you can kind of uh adjust your numbers and introduce things that are better for you and maybe mm-hmm. have less calories or introduce things that are better for you that have more calories but are still healthy it, you can work with these things but i feel like having something to kind of track it for a couple of weeks gives you an idea of what you're putting in your body because typically in those two weeks you'll pretty much put everything in your body that you normally put in your body yeah you're not going you're not too crazy with it when you're living a regular routine you have a nine to five you're not really changing too much how much you're eating or what you're eating right so it gives you a good idea of what you're putting in your body it's kind of hard to do when you're eating like traditional food actually That's, no i use my fitness pal and i've put injera really and, yeah and they have okay it. there you go so yeah you can still put in traditional food one, too. So yeah like, hey. so it really helps to have those but um or like okay like i told you when i was on keto i was very particular like i wasn't just searching up like mm-hmm. eggs with avocado i like, hated when you mentioned keto man I, no yeah. but okay i'll get to that okay yeah but um what i used to do is i wouldn't put in the the meal i would put in each ingredient and how mm-hmm. much of each which is like crazy like i don't yeah. suggest you do that but well, I you can actually like build that. those meals and then yeah, so later you don't have to uh put it in again like exactly that. and mm-hmm. i would just eat the same thing over again and over again yeah and I would just put it in. It was easier to do that. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's really just I wanted to mention that it's really good to at least initially just put in that work. So it makes it easier over time for me. I've never I haven't used my fitness pal in years, but I did use it for those first few weeks to kind of understand what I'm eating. And I've been eat, but then again, I've been eating the same thing every day for like past I was just three, four years. <laughs> but honestly, like I know I see why you do it. I mm-hmm. did that on when I was on keto. Yeah. But even if that's too much for you, at least like put in some work to understand what you're putting into your body or into your body and try and introduce things that are a lot more healthier for you. Like, let's say you went out to eat six days a week, uh, maybe cut that down to five, then four, then three, learn how to cook at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you mentioned earlier that it's, I, mean, I guess I can go with the meal prep. You mentioned earlier that it's harder to eat healthy or like it's, it's more expensive it's to more eat expensive. healthy food. But these days, like you can find some, pretty good good alternatives like i spend uh when i did the math i spend um five dollars on every meal i make four Uh, to to five dollars every meal of mine costs four to five dollars and i'm eating chicken breast and salmon with almost every meal like and that really helps and of course you can uh, you can also get 
whey protein, which helps for people who are trying to put in more protein. But that's a whole other level. Yeah. Uh, but generally, what I'm trying to get at is that if you're trying to live a more healthy lifestyle, just introduce those habits over time or those little things over time mm. and it will help i know i've mentioned it before but i just want to keep reiterating it because i feel like this is something that a lot of people kind of feel like is overwhelming mm. because they're looking at the whole thing instead like they're trying they're looking at the end of the race before they've even taken their first step yeah does that make sense yeah does, does that make sense it does okay. make sense yeah. maybe i said something nice and i just want to know you <laughs> no i did that was like, that's yeah. true though because i'm like that yeah it's so a, it can be overwhelming when you think about it like Oh, I have to lose like 20 pounds and like how am I going to do it? I just yeah. want to rip it off my body. Yeah, I've noticed that for me it's easier to make smaller goals. Yeah. So instead of saying like, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds, like let's just try to lose five. Like my yeah. goal is to lose <laughs> yeah. five pounds. Yeah. And then when you hit it, it's like such an accomplishment that it motivates you to keep going. Yeah. Whereas That's if true. you're trying to lose like 20 pounds in a certain amount of time, then and you don't get there, it's very discouraging. And then you're like, oh, it's not going to work. Let me mm-hmm. just give up. Yeah, and like it, it all it all starts small. It's mm. you have to start small and then build from there. And um essentially everybody when they're thinking about their journey for health, they think about it like it's going to be something that's going to happen over a 2-year period. But remember, this is a lifelong journey. This is something that you're going to be continuing for the rest of your life inshallah. Like you don't know how long you're going to live for, but hopefully for the rest of your life you're going to have these healthy habits that you're going to build and you're going to continue to build on top of them. Like I remember I was watching this YouTuber. I know I mentioned that uh, I don't really follow a lot of like these bodybuilders, mm-hmm. but I, I, there's one that I do follow who has like super jacked, you know, the typical jacked YouTuber thing. But I follow him because he's realistic. Like whenever people say, yo, how do I get like you? He's like, I've been working out for 20 years. That's how you get with me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like people see the end, the end of his journey or like wherever he's reached to. But they don't account for the fact that this guy's been working on himself for 20 years to get to the point that he is now. Right. And people forget about that whole journey that's, that everybody has to go on to reach that level, right? Yeah. There are some people, of course, genetics has a big part to play with it where they don't have to do anything and they they have abs and muscles and everything. I hate those people. <laughs> if you're out there, I hate you. I'm no, but kidding. there there are people like you. that who are naturally just... Uh, who, ha- who naturally has abs? I've never There are a lot that. of African there, people. There who, are people yeah. who are just naturally yeah. like that. There are so people lucky. who would like just naturally have abs and like the perfect sculpted body, but they lift weights maybe once a month or two two times a month, something like that. Um, of course, like I'm, be, I'm exaggerating. Maybe they Hadid. do a little bit more. Yeah, Hadaris, we were blessed with soft bodies. So. No, but Hadaris, to be real, like Hadaris don't have the best ge- genetics <laughs> for uh, that typical body build body yeah, bu- building look that bodies. you think of yeah soft bodies at least the men in general <laughs> women know, too w- the women got the beauty unlocked all right y'all slacking on the men's department <laughs> but, you know hey, i'm working on it okay i'm trying to represent problem. i'm that's trying to represent you. here uh but yeah just remember that it's all a journey like yeah and i think that's maybe what the body positivity movement is trying to get to as well trying to like bring it back all together as well mm-hmm. is that like we're all on this journey of trying to be our best selves and no matter where we are in that journey you should be happy with where you are and and how you look you should also i, I guess we were talking about a lot more physical things but in in the end like in this whole journey at least you should Make sure that your mental health is good. I was just going to say, when you think about getting, quote unquote, healthier, losing weight or gaining weight, 
you always think about the external health. Yeah. But it also you also have to put in the work for the internal health. Mm-hmm. If you have body dysmorphia, if you have mm-hmm. um, any sort of eating disorders, anything of that nature, you have to also treat that as well. Yeah, because that is a part of your health. You know, yeah. there are people who were super... There's one YouTuber or Instagram guy who was like jacked. He was like big on Instagram at one point. And a couple of years later, they found him on the street. He was homeless. Like, oh, really? no teeth because... I guess maybe the fame got to him. He got into drugs and then eventually mm. that kind of like ruined his career and who, and who he was. But uh, I think I sort of finished what I was kind of going into. Hopefully people learned from what I was mentioning earlier, at least in like healthy, building healthy habits and just starting small. I know I've mentioned it before, but I want to mention it again because I feel like, you know, I, as, as long as we motivate one person or two people to kind of live a more healthy life. Mm-hmm that's kind of a, a win for any of us um is there anything that you guys wanted to kind of mention before we kind of close this off um i think overall i think the body positivity body positivity see it's hard for you too <laughs> i was thinking of you that's like <laughs> um yeah i think the whole movement is more so to redefine the standards of beauty mm-hmm. so um it's not to say that if you're plus size or if you're like underweight or whatever size you are, mm-hmm. like it does not mean you're more beauty beautiful or less beautiful than someone else. You're not defined by the standards mm-hmm. what of what society considers beautiful. Yeah. And a lot of that just comes from like confidence and working through your own insecurities. But if you're confident in who you are, trust me, like it, sh- it will shine through and people will see you for like what you're projecting Mm -hmm. you know like if you project your insecurities then a lot of people will see those Mm -hmm. compared to like you'll see a lot of bigger people or really skinny people and they're just overly confident and they know who they are and Mm -hmm. like a lot of people will look up to them and they don't i mean everyone there's always people who are going to comment on your weight but Mm -hmm. like a lot of people will like see that as like oh this person's so beautiful and Mm -hmm. like whatever so it's more about like redefining the standards of beauty yeah there's a um i remember in university saying (laughs) (laughs) i remember in university like in an anthropology class i think Mm -hmm. learning about like there's like cultures in africa that like their standard of beauty Mm -hmm. is being obese Mm. like they literally feed their children at like yeah from young like to fatten them up because the bigger you are like they do it more for the women for women yeah like that's what is considered beautiful to them mm-hmm. and that, that's what is marriageable like oh yeah. if you're too skinny you won't get married sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes it also gets tied down to like your economic status the richer you are the more mm-hmm. bigger you are because you get to eat more yeah so there's that too yeah yeah exactly so, so everybody's standard of beauty is it's very different. so different mm-hmm. that like it's it's crazy that like here we're like oh people like look so heavily on like what they see on the in the media Mm -hmm. as to be like what you're supposed to look like and a lot of times like that's why people like like lizzo or whatever like Mm -hmm. are overly like trying to push the body positivity and then there's uh, there's like the counterpart that other people like why are you like promoting this lifestyle Mm -hmm. and it's it's like a fine line like it's not promoting a lifestyle it's promoting the confidence to be yeah, comfortable exactly. in whatever body you're in yeah mm. exactly that's a good point because mm-hmm. they're not saying oh like it's good to be 
like this. It, 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 that, if that makes sense. Oh, sorry. Uh, I kind of started there for a second. <laughs> no, but uh, they're not exactly outright saying like it's good to be at this size, like the people mm. who are majorly overweight. Mm-hmm. But they're also saying that I'm not going to be scared to put myself out there at the same time. Right. And be happy and be positive about who I am. Right. Um, and yeah, there is a fine line there where... Um, Unfortunately, there are people who don't want to look into that nuance and like that, that, um, yeah, that pretty much that nuance there, and and they kind of look at it completely negatively, and don't kind of go deeper into it and and see the positive that's really coming out of it. But yeah, so this has been another episode of the Cousin Connection podcast. Uh, my name is Amir. You can follow me at Amir's Was Taken on Instagram. Since when we do all that. Yeah, well, you know, change up a little bit. Okay, go. <laughs> My name is Sara. I guess you can follow me too on Instagram. It's Ali Sara with two underscores. Um, and you can follow me at Sukarnabat. Um, S u k a r n a b a t. Hey, no. And then you can follow also our page, Cousin Connection Pod, on Instagram. And uh, also, I, I, we never mentioned this before, but like, whatever you're listening this on. Uh, make sure you follow and if there's a like make sure to like it or or rate it rate it yeah me rate it wherever you're listening to this if you can find anything to kind of uh like follow or rate our podcast do that because i feel like it does help with like the algorithm on those podcast sites as well and hopefully there are other people who can kind of see our podcast and as we grow we'll also grow we'll with add more cousins to our exactly, family exactly exactly okay and on guys. that note bye, bye. <laughs>